I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. I also do a live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. And you can listen live or get my books or read my blog posts or check out the archive podcast at HeidiHarris.com. This week I had Congressman Mark Amaday on to talk about who is going to be our next governor and a few other things. You wake up. She opens your eyes. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you're here. Congressman Mark Amaday, besides being a very nice guy, comes in. I love this. I think you're the only congressman I've ever talked to who doesn't come in with the whole entourage of people. I love it. We thought you were going to bring in like 20 people to sit around with you. How are you, Congressman? I'm good. Hey, and thanks for having me back. You know, it's only been like 12 years. You are one open-minded bugger. Yeah, Thank has, you very much. Has it been that long since you and I have talked? I th- oh, I've seen you a few places, but I guess it has been that long. Yeah, but you're kind of choosy about who you get on, so that's probably a good way to be. Well, thanks is. for for lowering the standards yeah. for today. <laughs> Good to have you, sir. A lot of crazy things going on in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about this first, because this is one that's really concerning a lot of folks. H.R. 1. Yeah. Disastrous for America. Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, the taxpayers are now going to pay for it. If you raise a dollar as a candidate, the taxpayers will match it with five. I mean, that starts out with it first where it's like, now the federal government is going to fund elections, too. It's like, are you kidding me? Especially when you see what's happened with... uh, Act blue. Right. And and so you sit there. That's one. Uh, but, but Heidi, I got some bad news for you. A lot of the stuff in there is stuff that your Nevada legislature, 90 days before the last general right. election, basically, yep. as as ordered, right. they basically put a lot of AB1 as the new election law in Nevada. I know. So so this this if HR1 passes, it'll be no voter ID nationwide because there are states still that require voter ID. That'll be out the door. Mail-in ballots to everybody, right? People could just show up the same day, not same day registration if you want to even call it that. I mean, terrible. Well, there, there's just some things where it's like I just have a hard time, you, you know, with everything we do in society these days. It's like having a hard time saying, "Hey, if you're really Heidi Harris, here's your precinct right. and here's your ballot, but you got to show us your Heidi Harris." Right. And, and I mean, even in Nevada before this, the, the way they did it, because I'm not a very fast learner, you know, it's like I take my driver's license out and they say, "We don't need that." Sign. Well, my signature on on record in Carson City where I vote. Is was when I was eighteen years old. Right, that's a long time ago. Back when you cared about penmanship, right? And that changes over the course of your life. You're right about that. So I'm like, well, and uh, so, so here's the deal. But but anyhow, it's like there ought to be at least some agreed upon base level for you. Really, got to be who you say you are when you vote. Um, and and so, quite frankly, the stripping away of that just invites. All sorts of mischief, which we have some experience in. Yeah, no problem. No question about that. Let's talk about January 6th. That whole thing is the January 6th commission is just a disaster. You voted against it, of course. Why is it that the Trump haters can't just let it go and let him be in their rearview mirror? Why can't they do it? I don't know, but but it's become the sport of, of most of the folks in that party where it's like, hey, any chance we get. And you're sitting here going, you got oversight, you got judiciary, you got um, – uh, House administration, you got uh, appropriations, ledge ops. You've got all sorts of ways, which didn't seem to be a problem if you wanted to go. Because in the House, the rules are side with the most votes wins. Right. So you can run the committee however you want. And it's like, why do you want another one when you can basically produce whatever you want? Oh, and by the way, you're asking me to vote to set up a commission and you're not going to tell me who's on it? 
Well, it's an equal number. It's like, you know what? I, I mean, I've been down that, you know, but now I'm kind of a, a Reagan thing and trust but verify. I ain't voting for empty seats. No, it's unbelievable. You don't know what's going to happen. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday. Of course, he's a congressman from up north, but he cares about all of Nevada. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back, and we're going to ask you if you're going to run for governor. There's a lot of speculation as to whether or not you'll do that. And if not, maybe senator? <laughs> Just give me a look. <laughs> That's all coming up next on the Heidi Harris Show with Congressman Mark Amaday. We haven't had guests in the longest time in the studio because of all the COVID craziness. Yeah. You know, the whole world. I mean, could you even envision what has happened over the last year with COVID? And all the shutdowns and all that? No, not at all. Now, what goes on with the House floor back there in Congress with the masks? What are they doing now? I know there have well, been some problems. Now, even though just about everybody on the floor has either been vaccinated or had COVID. Okay. And it's okay to take your masks off when you're off the floor, um, when you're in your office, when you're around the Capitol complex. But on the floor, it's still... It's all theater. Well, and, and you know what? I think that covers it, Heidi. That's I mean, it's it's for show. Yeah. And so some of our colleagues are like, oh, you want show? I'm taking it off. <laughs> um, and, and then their favorite thing that they did to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, if we don't like what you say, we're going to strip you of your committee assignments. Mm-hmm. And it's like, listen, I may not agree with Marjorie on everything, mm-hmm. but absolutely, positively, Republicans assign their people to committees. And I wouldn't dream of voting to strip a Democrat right. of theirs. That's what you handle in your own caucus. That's and exactly so now right. it's like that's the ultimate one that gets people's opinion or attention it's not like hey we're going to fine you five thousand bucks and and all that other sort of stuff so it's like well what, here you go what gives them the right to do that and you know you probably know the story about annie black from mesquite they've been doing this they they told yeah. her she couldn't vote i mean you were in the legislature here in nevada before you were a congressman you understand this i mean this is insanity the the power that they think they have well it's just i'm just gonna i'm gonna be polite i'm gonna try it's just winging it and it's like find something and oh by the way since we're a branch, a separate branch of government, whether it's state or federal, we're going to make our own rules. And if you don't like it, sue us. And, and, and actually, we've had some pretty good luck with that. The problem is there's no such thing as a quick lawsuit. Right. So, right. you know, they're like, hey, sue me. And by the way, by the time you get down to it, because congressional sessions are, are two years long, we're already 25 percent of the way through the 117th Congress. Right. So by the time it gets through, the votes have already been cast and the damage has already been done. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Uh, what do you think about Dr. Fauci? I mean, some people call him flip-flop Fauci. changes from Monday to Tuesday. You know what? When he first came on the scene, I'm like, hey, he's an Italian guy. He played basketball when shorts were really short. You know, it's like, <laughs> I think I like this guy. And so I started out as a guy who's like, hey, this is kind of cool. Um, and now we here we are a year down the road, and it's like, here's my answer. If you don't know, but you're saying, we don't know, but we're going to try this and see how it works, I can live with that. But this bit where you don't know and you're trying to fool people into thinking you do know and it's an absolute, I mean, he's been caught too many times in that. Right. And it's like, of course he won't get fired because he came out after Biden was elected and said he didn't like President Trump. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting there going, it's like, no disrespect, Tony, but you've lost a lot of credibility. Yeah. And the definition of a lot is most of it. Right. Now, what about the Wuhan lab? I mean, it makes complete sense to me that this thing didn't start in a wet market. We don't really know the truth. But now even Facebook's not going to block people who put that up there. Fauci flip-flopped on that again. Well, and, and when you get this administration saying, even though it could be, you know, made as ordered, mm-hmm. um, they're saying we're going to have our folks look at it. The fact that they've even gone to that concession, the intelligence people are going to look at it. Tells you that something's rotten in Denmark and in Wuhan. 
What's scary about it, too, we're speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday, is if they did this once, who knows what they'll do again? They saw the damage they did to us economically, and what's to stop them from doing something worse? Listen, I don't think I'm a homophobe or a xenophobe or a XYZophobe, but it's like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, China is our number one competitor economically right. and militarily on the planet. Whether you, that's a fact. Now, maybe Russians won A some days or whatever, but it's like they're our number one competitor. And and so don't don't expect them to act like, you know, they're not. Right. They're going to act that way. And so by ignoring it, it's like you're creating vulnerabilities here economically, militarily, strategically, you name it, that you don't need to create. Right. We're speaking about Congressman Mark Amaday. And the problem, of course, with China, well, a lot of problems with China, so much manufacturing is going on there from America that American companies don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to really call them out on it because they're terrified they can't afford to manufacture that stuff, a lot of it here in America. Well, but, but, but I mean, the most recent one is is this administration said beforehand, hey, we're okay with, with the rare earth stuff, as in everybody wants electric cars. That's lithium, among other things. Right. And so it's like, we're okay. Well, this, this week, flip-flop, up. we want to get our lithium for all those wonderful electric vehicles that we are setting 10-year deadlines for. Right. We want to get that overseas. Really? Really. Really. Right. Oh, by the way, there's a whole bunch of medical stuff. There's a whole bunch of military stuff. You're like, why are we picking vulnerability to Stuff that we don't need to be vulnerable Right. For. That's really important. Now, obviously, you have experience with the Nevada Mining Association. You know quite a bit about that. There's been a lot of pressure, speaking of mines, a lot of pressure on the mines here in Nevada, other states like that, and a lot of these things, as you mentioned, the solar panels, all this crap that Biden's trying to push, a lot of that stuff's mined in China. Talk a little bit about that. Well, quite frankly, when you have the ability, and, and you know, it's like everybody on the other side is like, NEPA doesn't exist. You know, it's like you have to go through this process, and it's almost like, well, if it's certain industries... That doesn't exist. The heck it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's working well. There are instances where you should say no to permits on federal property. Mm -hmm. And it's set up that way. But when there's – it's like, well, you know, if if they can be responsible for our air, with our water, with our our ground, it's like if you can do this in an environmentally responsible way, well, then forget it. We still don't want them to do it. Right. And and so you're just sitting here going, nobody's for dirty water. Nobody's for dirty air. Nobody's for contaminated soil. Nobody. Nobody's for co- or, or resource irresponsibility. But it's like, well, we don't care about the facts if you can be responsible with all that. We don't want it to happen here. And so you sit here at COVID and go, well, guess what? Mm-hmm. They're not making any gloves here. They're not making gowns here. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough respirators. All of that turns out maybe not to be such right. a good idea. Uh, and all this stuff and you're going – Hey, I'm not I'm not riding for the brand. I'm just saying these are the common sense facts. How come we got to ignore those? Right. That, that's a real problem because, you know, with Trump, obviously, he made his inter- certainly energy independent. And now look how that's been reversed by Biden in 100 days. I mean, oh, how but I'm going to help do? Putin with his pipelines into, into Europe. You're, like, you're going, what did I miss? Because if I miss something, I'll admit it. Right. It's pretty frightening. And then you got the colonial pipeline. With, you know, they're paying ransom. Who's next on that, Congressman? That's my question. Well, you guys know here there's a really important pipeline that comes from Southern California. Mm-hmm. And in Northern uh, Nevada, it comes from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, guess what? Right. Can you imagine? And and all they have to do is do that once. And then even if they don't do it again, somebody else goes, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I can make a quick buck. And we don't know whether the ransom was $5 million or $90 million. I've heard, heard different uh, numbers thrown out there. Well, uh, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday. So talk to me about Nevada and the situation we're in, because 
Steve Sisolak's already trying to portray himself as the guy who led us through the crisis and got us back on track, which makes me want to, you know, Certainly. get sick. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Congressman. Well, first of all, you've been around long enough to know that it's like by the end of this year, everybody who wants a shot in Nevada will have a shot. And the economy is chugging back in the right direction, I think, in spite of a lot of stuff that was done. But it's like, hey, um, when it's overwhelming and you're looking up at a tidal wave of it's like, okay, let's start opening things back up. So the question will become, and quite frankly, the odds are in his favor, you know, by, by Election Day next year, which is at the end of next year. It's like, hey, you know, the economy's good and yeah. GDP's growing and everybody who wants a job has one and people who don't are getting paid not to have one. Yeehaw. It's going to um, be tough. And, and so all these folks, it reminds me of. Uh, a while back where it's like, oh, there was, an, there was a Democrat incumbent that was very vulnerable. His name was Harry Reid, and he was coming up for re-election. Mm-hmm. And everybody's in the Republican primary. Can't wait to be the one who, who proves to be the most worthy Republican, and it's a lock after that. And it's like, let me tell you what. If I'm Steve Sisolak as we sit here today, I'm, I'm kind of happy. The more the merrier. A bunch of Republicans get in. Right. Um, I'm going to basic. Uh, I'm an incumbent governor in a, in a Democrat registered state, um, and, and so it, it, it's like, hey, um, if you're just going to do the same old stuff, you, I think you have to invite people to think. And by the way, here in Las Vegas, you have to invite those independents, IAP, nonpartisan people because they're the number two group registered in Clark County. Right. And I'm not. I'm not being disparaging to, but it's like, hey, as a Republican. Assuming that you can unify the rurals and the north like Donald Trump did, came out of the rurals with 75,000 votes last cycle. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to basically say, what's my plan to only lose Clark by 50,000 votes? Because you can win. Right. That's true. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday. Interesting. So what do you think? You going to run for governor? You know what? I I like where I'm at right now. But here's the thing, Heidi. All these people that are jumping in now, and I respect them all. I served with John Lee. I know the sheriff. Uh, Dean Heller, obviously, I know well. I'm sitting here going, why are you people all pitching your party tents a year before the primary? And it's like, well, you know, they got to raise money. And it's They're like, trying to scare the others off, don't you think? Well, nobody ever got I mean, they all say that, but it's like, you tell me who said, I'm not running because I'm scared of who's in there. That just doesn't <laughs> work. So so it's a myth. Um, and, and quite frankly, they're not scaring each other off, and, and who knows how many more are coming. So I'm sitting there looking at where I sit, and I go, you know what? Six elections in a row in that the heart of that area that, that sent Donald Trump with all those. And I'm, I've won Washoe County six times in a row. Now, it hasn't been a landslide always, but still it's like we work hard. We try to be transparent and thoughtful and answer questions directly. And it's like, guess what? I've got some work to do that I've been hired to do in the U.S. House of Representatives right now. So it's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, don't worry about that job. I'm going to concentrate oh, on yes, this. That happens. Quite frankly, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But I got to tell you, with this, with with the record and what we've been doing, I, I'm going to check back in on all those party tents that have been pitched here in the last <laughs> week and go, is there anybody at the, in, in that tent partying it up? <laughs> okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back with Co- Congressman Mark Amaday. I want to ask you what it's going to take. I'm not asking you to pick a favorite here. What it will take to beat Sisolak. What are Republicans going to have to put on the table? We'll get to that coming up next with Congressman Mark Amaday. So it sounds like you're not going to run for governor is what you're telling me. You don't think you're going to. You don't sound like you're going to. Oh, no. Okay. That, no, 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 no. Not no. going to happen? You, you have completely misinterpreted that. I have? Okay. I, I really like the way things are going. Okay. But, but quite frankly, I don't feel a need to be part of the rush 
in May. Oh, I see. So what you're saying is if you were going to run, you wouldn't do it now is what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying I've got a job to do right now. But 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 I'm also I can multitask too, and and by the way I've been multitasking. You know how uh, the last two Republican primaries, Heidi. You know uh, as as everybody that voted in the last two Republican primaries, you know what percentage of the of that vote was Republicans in Clark County, fifty four percent. And and you say, well, why are you telling me that number? And it's like because quite frankly, I think that an Amaday campaign would do very good getting its share of Republicans down here, despite. The sheriff and the mayor. It's like, hey, I think I could get my share. But now, when you go to that other 46% that's up north, and, and it's like, no disrespect to anybody, but it's like there are some issues there. Yeah. Some of them center around immigration. Some of them center around the Second Amendment. Some of them center around all sorts of things. And it's like, hey, um, l- let me know. And God forbid... Like I said, no disrespect. I'd love to stand on a stage with the people that are there that are there right now and have people just go, "What about this? What about this?" Like, heck, that's the process. Yep, that's absolutely the process. And what is, but but what what some of those consultants slash vendors are banking on is raise a lot of money. We're going to get on TV. We want to try to whatever. And it's like that's what Republican consultants have been doing in this state for ever. And in the last seven years, you know how many Republicans have won top of the ticket races in Nevada? Hmm. Zero. Yeah, because since 2014, it's been pretty bad, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Funny you have that, that, that year on the top of your head. Right. That's it, though. That was the last time. I remember being there election night in 2014, and everyone was dancing around, you know, happy days are here again. I thought, okay, you got it. Now what are you going to do with it? And yeah. what do they do? They crammed a $2 billion tax increase down our throats. Yeah. And the so, Republicans had to go along with that to get it passed. And, and I look at some of this initial stuff, and, I, and I'm just going, it's Groundhog Day. I think people are – I think people would be very, very open-minded – to a new approach to this is why I, I want to be your governor. And, and, and let me just end this part with that, which is, do you know of any other job in the world where when you're interviewing a candidate for the job, the candidate comes in and says, listen, you need to hire me because everybody else that, is, that has applied for the job sucks. <laughs> I mean, we don't do that anywhere. No, right. Except in this where you're like, well, how about somebody who wants to talk to you about, hey, you know, we could bring this, we could bring that, we could bring some communication skills, which quite frankly gets back into your last question, which was, you know, w- what about how the the governor did in some of this stuff? It's like, I got to tell you, it was not a communication all-star, even with health district officials. Right. And there's some of your folks that are in his party here in Clark County that, that are pulling their hair out. All right. As a result of it. Speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday, so what would a Republican have to do to get rid of Sisolak? Because you're right about the fact that people have short memories. By 2022, it's going to be better. People are going to forget about all the pain he put them through. What should a Republican do? What what does a Republican have to say to reach not only the Republicans, as you mentioned, but the independents? Well, first of all, it's no secret to anybody in the state where most of the votes are. In a general, 70, 75 percent of the votes are right here where we're sitting right now. And so when you look at that and you say, well, there's this many Democrats, there's this many independents, IAPs, and there's this many Republicans. And so if you're a Republican, it's like, listen, like it or not, you better figure out how to do this harvesting thing because it ain't going to change before 2022. So instead of, instead of griping about it, you better figure out who every Republican and independent in Las Vegas, in Clark County, got a ballot, and you need to go contact those folks. Mm -hmm. And if that's out of your comfort zone, traditional Republican 
consultant slash vendors, then you better find somebody to put on your staff whose zone it is comfortable or it's going to give you the same result. So when you say, what do you got to put on the table? First of all, you've got to establish a grassroots ground game that includes Republicans and all the independents. Because if if you're thinking, if I do everything right in the North, I come out of there with 50, 60. I don't know if you're going to uh, match Donald Trump, 75,000 votes out of the 15 rural county advantage. But it's like, hey, your goal's got to be to lose Clark County by 30 or 40,000 votes. I mean, think about that. If you only lose by 40,000, you're going to win. Yeah, that's interesting. And you're right about the fact that we've got to have a ground game. The Democrats beat us at the ground game every time. And I don't want to upset the people like they stole it, they did this, they did that. It's like, listen, in the times that I've been watching, when Kenny Gwynn won, when Brian Sandoval won, when folks like that won, it's because – Quite frankly, they turned people out to vote for them. And the other times, let's just face it, historically, the D's are better at a ground game than the R's. They are. And we've got a problem. We've got a huge influx. We're speaking with Congressman Mark Amaday from up north. We've got a huge influx of Californians, as you know, and have for 30 years here in Vegas. And a lot of these folks come here from California, and we need to turn them into people who remember why they left California yeah. and want to vote for different things. And many of them, some of them do. Many of them do not. They don't seem to get cause and effect. How do we do that, Congressman? Well, f- first of all, instead of just saying, how much money are you going to spend? We should go like you do with any purchase, whether it's individual or organizational. What are you going to spend it on? Because Congressmen if, don't ask that question. Well, th- then, <laughs> then, you know – Say somebody else asked. Okay. <laughs> um, but but anyhow, it's one of those things where you're sitting there. It's like, how are you going to – it's like you need to be able to communicate as opposed to just here's the TV ad, here's the hit piece, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, same old. Yeah, it's the same old stuff. And and so you're, you're sitting there going, who are those people? How did they turn out? And, and listen, there's 1,200 and some odd precincts in Clark County. There was the last time I checked. Maybe there's 13. It's like, okay, so ones are irretrievable. Right. All right? Accept reality there, which ones are R and which ones are swing. And the swing ones, in my humble opinion, will set you free as a Republican statewide candidate. Yeah, and that's that's important, though, to have to work that ground game. As you said, you've got to get a hold of these people because they're moving in in incredible numbers. And they're all probably going to get ballots. Well, I guess if they're registered to vote now, they'll get a ballot regardless. Well, but Heidi, here's the interesting thing. You can find out who got ballots. It's not a secret. You know, uh Joe, what's his name? Like, it's like, hey, who'd you mail ballots to? Here. Yeah. Okay, let's go figure out who's got a ballot and right. reach out. Right. That's the problem. I mean, we've, it's, just, it's just scary what's going to happen the next election if this H.R. 1 passes. And it, obviously if the legislature here in the state codifies this. Because well, I'll tell you what the scary thing is, is. They say, well, they won't do it in the Senate. And it's like, well, we're going to find out. Um, and quite frankly, the way the first six months have gone, um, I don't think if push comes to shove and that's what uh, Chuck Schumer and the president and their folks think they need to do, they'll get rid of all the rules. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. But if, if people think that Joe Manchin and or Kristen Sinema are going to stand against all that national pressure, I, I just think it's, you know, it's, I, 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 I just think it's a lot to ask anybody to do. You don't think Nancy Pelosi is worried about 2022? Well, she said she's retiring. Oh, she is. Okay, I didn't hear that. She yeah. is going to retire. This okay. was her last go So around. she doesn't care then at this point what goes on there. Well, you know, the other thing I'll tell you is it's my opinion that, that, that the speaker um, has a staff around her that does a lot of the, a lot of the string pulling and yeah. button pushing. And so uh, I think that's 
A lot of what's going on is institutional. All right. Congressman Mark Amaday, great seeing you. Stop by again very soon, sir. Thanks for the time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ for more interviews like that and my snarky comments about various things going on nationally and, of course, locally in the greatest city in Vegas. And check out HeidiHarris.com and find these podcasts anywhere you get podcasts. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. 